Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Hollywood Speaks podcast, a podcast where you guessed it, Hollywood Speaks. On today's episode, I am chatting with Shelby. She is a dancer, actor, and performer, and also a fellow Texan. We chat about waiting seasons, what to do when you're waiting for that next job, and also the dating scene in Los Angeles. I hope you love today's episode. Let's jump in. Hi, Shelby. Hi. I'm so happy you're on the podcast. I'm so excited. I think we should tell all the listeners how we just had this moment. Epiphany. Epiphany is a great way to say it, Mm -hmm. where we realized we grew up in the same city. Same city. Same church, kind of. Church. Yeah. I went to school where she went to church. Yep. Um, We were like, I feel like I've met you, but it's just through Instagram. (laughs) We realized we've actually met each other. Yeah. And not only that, we have photo evidence. We do. And we're even tagged on Instagram. That's even funnier. It's hilarious. Which is probably how we got... To know each other. Right. That's why I like up all, all these girls that I met for like two seconds. Right. And then now we're here. Thanks, Kristen. Yeah. Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> Shout out Kristen Dalton. Yes. You. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, well, welcome to the podcast. Thank the Hollywood you so Speaks much. podcast. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. Okay. So we've established you're from Houston. I'm from Houston. Mm-hmm. We're now LA girlies. We are LA girlies. 100%. Yes. So what? is your LA story. I love to ask, how did Ooh. you get here? She's, she's not like a common thing No, either. no, she's juicy. Um, mm-hmm. So born and raised in Houston, I went to college uh, in New York City. I went to cool. Pace uh, University, mm-hmm. graduated in 2019. I was in the commercial dance program. So Amazing. full dance moment. There was singing and acting, but basically all styles of dance and uh, loved it so much. I always wanted to live in New York. I never thought I'd leave New York. I thought I was going to be there forever. Um, I thought LA was, I didn't like LA. Yeah. I thought it was so, um, like I was like, LA is so not real. Like New York were real artists. I was really aggressively bratty about it. (laughs) I, yeah, my sister lived here. Like I said earlier to you, my sister had lived in LA for a while and always convinced me to move. And I was like, I'm a New York girl. Leave me alone. Mm -hmm. So 2019, I graduated and 2020 came around with that thing. Remember COVID. Something happened that year. Something happened. Yeah. We'll, yeah, Google it. But, um, Mm, yeah, I'll look it up. Yeah. Look it up. But COVID happened. And so it was in my first year without school, you know, trying to do the, trying to get an agent, trying to, trying to, and it was actually pretty rough. uh, The first couple of months after graduating and where did you live in New York? I was, well, Pace is downtown. So okay. I was in lower Manhattan by the Brooklyn bridge nice. and then, um, lived on wall street with three. It doesn't sound as I was in like a one bedroom with three girls, you know, but, right. um, the classic, the classic, but I moved to Harlem okay. and, um, after I graduated, not in the best area, it was, it was a full moment. I mean, we had crazy man upstairs, roaches, there were bed Rats. bugs. I mean, it was, mm. it was the whole experience. Um, but COVID happened and it brought me back to Houston and I actually was in Houston two and a half years Okay, and did not expect to be there that long. Yeah. Did not want to be there that long. Um, and it was, I, as for so many people, just a very difficult time of what's going on. Yeah. Where am I going? Um, like I said earlier, I, tried to get an agent, a dance agent right mm-hmm. after college. I couldn't get one to save my life. Mm-hmm. I, I had so many friends working. I wasn't working. 
I was doing these horrid jobs, horrid dance jobs. I mean, they're funny now, but it was just miserable things. And I was like, why isn't this working? Then COVID happens. And so those two and a half years were, I was living with my parents, which was Mm -hmm. such a blessing, but it was just this time where I was asking God over and over again, what do you want for me? And and at, at first I was praying, God, get me back to New York, get me back to New York. And slowly that prayer turned into Okay, God, whatever you want. I just want some I just need yeah. something because I just something felt different. stuck. I just felt so mm. stuck. And um uh about when was it? About in June of 2022, I was during this time I was teaching dance and choreographing yeah. and just trying to work as much as I could. Um and I had this epiphany moment where Everyone always asks me, it's a dancer question, what's your favorite style of dance? Yep, that's a I common Right? Question. That's a, like, show us some, you know what I mean? Like, what do you like Literally, to do? Literally, what do you, what's your specialty? Yeah, what's, exactly. And I could never answer the question. I always, I, I love everything. And I realized mm-hmm. that my favorite thing is performing mm-hmm. and storytelling. I've done musicals before in high school and I, that's what I love. Mm-hmm. And so I thought to myself, what, why am I just limiting myself with dance. Why am I just thinking in dancer brain? Mm -hmm. And so I talked to an old acting teacher of mine from Pace from college, and she just encouraged me to think beyond New York. She Mm -hmm. said, she was like, if I was your fairy godmother, what, what would you want? Like if I could grant you a wish. And so I just kind of started talking with her and she said, have you ever thought about LA? And I said, what? Literally had a moment where I, it was, it was like the light opened up and I was like, wait, I, why haven't I thought about this? Mm. And I, again, never wanted to move there. I thought it was so, you know, fake and everything's fake. So it's fine. But I thought it was so, there's that, right. (laughs) But I had this moment and, and just right when she said that it was placed on my heart. And Mm. I remember telling my parents and they, I was like, I think I want to move to LA. And they said, are you crazy? They said, are you kidding? Um, and over the next, it was a two week period. So it went from waiting two and a half years for God to speak. And all of this moving to LA happened in two weeks. Wow. Um, from that call, I prayed about it, felt such a peace. I was like, I really want to go more into acting as well mm-hmm. as dance. I love storytelling. I want to do this. And within two weeks, my sister had a connection with a friend from the thing where we met at she gathers um and had an open room and i moved october 1st and had um you know amazing sublet situation and it it just it was crazy because waiting is so difficult especially when we're called to wait on god because our plan we want things to go fast we want instantaneous reactions we want results and to actually have to literally be on my knees every night with my mm-hmm. hands open being saying, God, I have no idea what you want for me, yeah. but taking that leap of faith and listening to the Holy spirit about mm-hmm. LA moving here was the best decision mm-hmm. I've ever made. I've never been more peaceful. I've never felt more in God's will. Yeah. And yeah. And so a year later, it's a year and a couple of weeks. I had my anniversary a couple of weeks ago. That's so a big milestone. It is. It is. So yeah, that's my LA story. It's, it's kind of, kind of crazy. Never thought I'd live here. If you yeah. told me this two years ago, like, Hey Shelves, you're going to live in LA. I would laugh. I would have laughed. Mm-hmm. Never. Not me. Like funny joke. Yeah. Funny joke, but jokes on me. God's like, you know, you got to wow. trust. 
Thanks yeah. for sharing that. <laughs> of course. And it's kind of, it's a kind of, it's a story, but when you were saying that, I was thinking relate to that. I relate to that. I also yeah. relate to that. Yeah. But how often the very thing that you say, I would never. Oh, God's funny like that. He's like, but you will. <laughs> exactly that. But the cool thing is too, is that I think we can, I'm speaking for myself here, but mm-hmm. we can get caught up in the idea of, oh, if I hate it, then God's going to make me do it because that's Ooh. who, which is not who he is. No. The cool thing about that is that I can speak for myself and it sounds like for you too in your yeah. story. Yes, you said, I will never move to LA, <laughs> but that was before he changed your heart. And before your waiting season. And so your heart actually desired LA and felt peace about LA. So there was an internal work and a productivity that occurred during that waiting season. It was not a waste. And in that time, he was working in your heart to then desire what he desired for you, which was his best for you. Yeah. And if you hadn't have waited in that waiting season and maybe, you know, pushed past it, gone back to New York, you know, imagine if you would have missed out on pursuing acting, you know, he pursued, he pursued you in that time. And I so relate to that. Isn't that so cool? How even in our specific stories, how universal it is. I think that's one of my favorite things about life. And it also relates to acting, but the more specific you are, the more universal. And and I think that's why it's so important to share your story. And that's why I love that you have this podcast because it's giving this platform to make people feel heard. Yes. Because some people are like, well, that's so specific. No one's going to relate. It's like, no, actually it's the exact opposite. And I feel like that's why God gives us these trials and, Mm -hmm. and, and it creates the story in us. And it's, it's so, it's so powerful. So I love that you related to that too. It's such a good point. It's in the details too. Like you said, it's like if you have a passing conversation and someone's like, how did you make it to LA? You might be like, oh, I was in New York and Houston, then I'm here. And that's kind of like the elevator speech, which I give mine too. But it's like, if you had the chance to like share the detail, it's crazy how much people can relate to you, which is so encouraging. You're like, so encouraging. And just, you're not alone. I think that's the best part. You're like, oh. I'm not crazy. Oh, I'm not alone. I people relate. So, so cool. And anyone listening who is in that waiting season, who is like, God, I'm going to give up or God, like, what are you doing? Like be encouraged by our stories of, I also was in a two year, two plus year waiting season and ultimately brought me here and very clearly. So literally so much peace also said I would never live here. Well, Amazing. I thought I would at first and I was like, nope, I can't, can't do it. I'm not going to get back into the industry. Yeah. It's just so, we love how God works. We love how He's he just works. intentional. And I love that word intentionality yes. and just God is the author of that. He is yes. so intentional. So yeah. But anyone waiting, oof, just hang on and yes. trust that your time is not God's time. And oof, I just got to keep going because God's got it. So true. I heard this <laughs> metaphor and it's been so encouraging to me. I think about it often is I forget where I heard it, but basically it's the idea of in your waiting season, God is leading you up a staircase mm. and you don't see the stairs that you're walking up mm. and you think I'm just sitting here. Like I'm not doing anything. Right. But you don't realize that each hard day God is like lifting you up the stairs. Yeah. And before you know it, you're at the top of the staircase. You've you've gone a whole entire flight of stairs. 
you've like arrived and there's you, a door and you're like wait what and then all of a sudden you're like oh my gosh and you see all these stairs he was leading you up that you couldn't see before and so if anyone's waiting or even not waiting like they, god is always working there's never a moment wasted yeah. and so just know that even if you can't see the stairs you are walking up them and he is guiding you up if yeah. you let him if you just like ooh, that's rest that in part. his arms if you let him yeah because oof, that's so good Oof, I love that. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to steal that analogy. Steal it away, girl. Steal it anytime. That's so good. Um, and I know you mentioned too, and no pressure to get into this, but yeah. I know before we recorded that you mentioned you had kind of a moment where a heartbreak oh, led yeah. to a catalyst for you. Ooh. What was that like? Yeah. So there's always blessing in the breaking. That's that's the moral that's word. of the story. That's the word for somebody. That's the word for me. Um, yeah, I was in a, a five-year relationship in New York. Um, uh, first boyfriend, it was, you know, in college, and he actually um, was a dancer as well and is a dancer, and um, it just ended not good. We were trying to do long distance over COVID. He was still in New York, and... Um, it just, it was not a great situation. Mm -hmm. And the way it ended was, uh, the worst possible mm -hmm. way you can I'm think so of sorry. just, yeah, thanks. Um, it was, it was, it was really bad. And, um, mm -hmm. but I think for me in that moment, uh, I was so clinging on to this person and to this relationship. I mean, it was first love mm -hmm. and that's hard. Anyone dealing with first love yeah. heartbreak? Ah. It's different. It's different. <laughs> but I was clinging on to this and I think it was me clinging on to my past as well. It felt like he was, it was also, it was this relationship that was dying. It was New York. It was yeah. all of these things. I was mm. white knuckling. And when finally I knew it should have ended a long time ago, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't end it. And I felt like God was like, all right, at this point, I got to step in. So God really stepped in, and this was in May. So this happened in May, and then June is when I had the breakthrough with LA. Mm. So it felt like when I – I mean, I never thought I was going to heal up. My heart was, sh I mean, shattered mm. by this person, just horrible, horrible, horrible. Felt so betrayed, angry, mm. frustrated. And when I finally let this relationship go, and it, and I had to, it, it, it made my hands open mm. to what God had for me. And – literally a month later was when I had that breakthrough moment. Wow. And so for me, I, I I think that was the last part of the puzzle of the past I had to release. Mm. And it, it just reminds me that I, I feel we like to hold on to things as people and mm -hmm. as humans, we're, we're almost hoarders in that way yes. to our past, to our comforts. And, it, and it's like, God's, God's like, let it go. Mm -hmm. I, I got you. You have to trust me. So, Finally, with releasing that piece, yeah, it, it finally brought me peace. And that's been a work. I mean, mm -hmm. I I would say I'm pretty healed. I, I think it um, first love is no joke. It's been about a year and a half. So and it's not even that's long, but also not. No, well, long. five years being with someone five years. Yeah. And it's it's confronting it time. It does. So it's been it's been a big learning curve. And um, I feel and also I just want to make sure that I'm the most healed version of myself yeah. before you know rushing to anything else yeah. so it's but it's been it's just been beautifully poetic with mm -hmm. the la move and moving yeah. on and and trusting god with it so um yeah there's blessing in the breaking mm -hmm. and it's so hard to see it yeah when you're in it yeah it's so hard i don't know if you've ever dealt with heartbreak like 
that. Yeah, it's so hard, and you think like it never, I'm it will never get better. Never gonna get out of this. No. I have actually not experienced a breakup with a boyfriend, but I have experienced a different kind of breakup, and yeah. like a breakup of like a heartbreak in my heart that was so painful, Oof. where I thought. I don't think it's going to get better. Yeah. And I had a friend talk to me and she was like, had been in a similar season. And she was like, Sarah, I promise like, this is a season. Like you will get out of this. And I was, they like, always say that. And then whenever you're in it, you're like for you. <laughs> right. But for me, Literally. I'm the exception. Literally. I said the same thing. People would tell me it takes time. You're, it's a season. Yeah. I'd be like, no, you don't get it. I'm like, okay, but can I have it gone tomorrow? Right. Yeah. Can we speed this up? <laughs> yeah. But, but it's so true. It really like looking back on that, it's like, wow, God did a work in my heart. And I don't know if you can like this, but for me, it wasn't a heartbreak with a boy. It was just moving through like chronic illness. Oh, and so in 2020, I started to have a chronic ring in my ears and oh it hasn't gosh. gone away since like 24 7 365 ringing <gasps> and when it first happened i thought i was gonna die i was yeah. like i'm gonna go crazy i'm going to literally go insane i've heard i've heard i've heard someone's testimony about this before really yeah okay. the same thing and it was the darkest oh season ever been through plus it was during covid so it was like Literally, oh my gosh, Sarah, really? Yeah, it was like all the hard things, isolation, everything ringing in my ears. Couldn't see doctors, thought I'd be having, you know, I'm dying over here, you know. Oh my and goodness. And it was so hard and had like no answers. I would Google stuff and I'm gonna die, you know, is what I would see. Google and it's never good. Never good. Um, long story short, um, nothing changed. Like my ears still ring. I saw a specialist. They couldn't give me any answers. Um, but there is hope because I remember when I was like having one of the hardest days and one of my friends at the time, something like the same thing where she was like, yeah. Sarah, it will get better. And I was like, it's not going to get better. Not and yeah. I, it's just, the Lord is so good in that I thought it would get better by him healing me. And I still believe that he can heal me, Yeah, but I haven't been healed yet. And I'm not crazy and I am okay. Like <laughs> I have, joyful. I have good days. Like I have great days. I don't even like always notice it, even though it's happening. My brain has learned to like yeah. distract itself. I have like things I do to not hear it at night, like white noise machines and headphones. And so, and I can't do some things. My ears are really sensitive. I can't really like, go to like concerts, just yeah. kind of weird. But like, other than that, like, uh, my life is great. And like, I thought I could never have a good life with, wow. um, this ringing. And so your perspective shifted on your yes, situation. All that to say, even if you don't see an end to your season of difficulty yeah. with God, you mm. will be okay. Because again, back to the whole like heart change, like he's concerned about your heart. Yeah. And that is a thing that will alter your days right. when you're going through breakup, when you're experiencing chronic illness, when you're confused about your waiting season, God is there in the midst of it. Yeah. And he like sees every tear that you cry. He truly does. And he Ooh. knows them and he knows the reason and he holds that. So yeah, yeah he's wow. like so in the midst of that. That's amazing. I'm sorry also because that's thank you. But yeah, it's yeah, it's so cool. God just shifts our heart, shifts our perspective and yeah. Oof. 
but that season yeah. is I get it. It's the heartbreak. It's tough. It is tough. But um, look at us now. Look at us now. Look at us now. In LA. In LA, to say the least. Speaking so, of LA. Ooh. What has this looked like for you? You've been here for a little over oh a year gosh, now. Right. You are performing, you're in acting class, you're yeah. dancing. Mm-hmm. Y'all check out her Instagram oh, because yeah. she kills it. <laughs> she kills it. Um, it's been so fun and and challenging and not all sunshine and rainbows and i think something i feel a lot of people move to la and this is i may be generalizing here but i feel like a lot of people move to la industry-wise 18 you know they typically just go straight here and i'm thankful personally for me that i had a good chunk of time in school i had the four years and then those two and a half years of of prep purgatory. Almost, of, of purgatory no but honestly it was so great with my yeah. i love my parents so much so i did the actually, same thing with my parents yeah. <laughs> i'm like i can't be that mad because honestly i love my parents and my dog and it was amazing same. i missed the time yeah but you know it was i needed to feel like an adult and right you know maybe not live mom and dad anyway same. um but for, for me i i just knew that um that time was so special but i i knew that when i was going to la I wasn't going to have stars in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And I think that is almost the mm, pitfall yeah. or the trap here is you, you think I will come and I will walk down the street and someone will notice. An like, agent will be like, let's hire her. Right. For the next block. But you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I, I, and I think I had this grounding. Yeah. Um, maybe not expectation, but just knowing that it's going to be a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard sometimes. Yeah. But if I, keep praying and remaining in God's will. And this is where I still feel called. I'm going to lean into it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been great. So I, um, have found this great. That's part of the LA story too, is I found, um, okay. So I love, did you see the Elvis movie? Yes. Okay. So that's what kind of low key changed everything. Mm. It's so funny how God uses the simplest things, but I remember I watched that movie and I, I was like, this is what I want to do. Not be Elvis. <laughs> I mean, to... if you wanted to. Right, but that's not where I necessarily woke up. But I was like, I wanted I, the creativity and the that's what I want to do. Yeah. I was blown away by Austin Butler's performance. Oh, my god, Blown away. And through my research on that, I found that he trains with this man named Howard Fine. Mm. And that there's an acting studio in L.A. And I found a, a YouTube uh, kind of a podcast that they did together. Cool. And so I watched that. I bought Howard's book and mm. I just started. This is when I still thought I was moving back to New York. And, um, oh yeah, I went through a period and then I was like, oh, I'm moving back to New York at this time. And I just kept getting delayed. Yeah. But, um, I said, oh man, I wish she was in New York, you know, wish she was in New York. And, um, when I decided to move to LA, I saw that to get into the studio, you do like a six week intensive and then you are invited. If so, if, you know, into the studio after that and the, uh, intensive was sold out at the time I wanted to go, mm. but a spot opened up. So yes, lit, lit, right. Just like God, won't he do it? Won't but, um, moved October 1st, started at the studio October 18th mm, and, um, wow. did the six weeks. And I had no idea. I mean, Sarah, I, I had no idea if I was going to love it. Cause again, I've been in strictly dancer mode really. And I've taken a couple of acting classes. Is that nerve wracking? I just, I, I, it was, I, I was like, I know I love this, but I have no idea. Yeah. And I fell in love. It felt, Aww. it was the one puzzle piece missing in my artistic puzzle mm. that I was like, this is it. Um, and got invited to keep studying. And I've been there for a year. I actually am currently stage managing 
the six week class that I was in. So, so it's just cool. been full circle. I made great friends, have wow. just learned so much. Um, so that's been a part of my life. I mm. do a weekly scene study, which has been amazing, taking dance classes, um, getting involved in church. I do um, kids ministry at church. So just, it, it's been a, a year of building community yeah. of honestly going back to education. I, I mm. really believe in always being a student first, yes. always yes. and everything. Um, and you know, now it's kind of that feeling of, all right, I mean, I haven't performed or had a gig in, in a while. And so I'm like, okay, God, all right. Like I feel, I feel ready. I feel these yeah. things. It's just, it's, it's in a, a little bit of another waiting season of yeah. just, you know, with the strike going on yes. and with all the things I'm just currently trying to make sure I have all the tools I, I mm. can and, and just being able to, um, be ready when it's time or when yeah. the opportunity presents itself. Um, mm. But it's been great. And I, I really love it. I love LA. What you were saying about the waiting season now, I really relate to that too. I feel like kind of back to the very beginning of our conversation about how similar God uses like themes in our lives oh, or yeah. other people's lives. And I also noticed that in my own life where it's like, I've noticed things that he's taught me before and it's coming back in my life again, kind mm. of like a circle of like, oh, sometimes when there's heartbreak, right. there's like a waiting season and then there's a catalyst. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like this, like it's yeah, a cyclical thing almost. So not always the case, but like there's sometimes a pattern. I feel like God's preparing you for something. Right. And I'm reading this book called Anonymous. Ooh. So good, by the way. I'm a book girly. So you would I love it. And it's, I love it because it's like two page chapters. So it's like, you're like, I read two chapters. <laughs> you feel so like, impressed and proud of yourself. Yeah, but it's really easy to read. But it's basically about like the hidden anonymous years of Jesus. Wow. And how <gasps> I think I've heard of this book. You probably have. I haven't read it though. Ooh, I need so to good. And how like, if we think about it, for 30 years of his life, he was just doing normal, wasn't healing anyone like that Chilling. we know of, just doing his life. Right. And then his three, his last three years, like not even a third of his life did he spend in ministry. Wow. And we forget that. We're like, there was a long preparation season for Jesus, you yeah. know, let alone us. And so that has really been encouraging me of like the importance of waiting seasons. I think that's actually where that staircase metaphor came <gasps> You said now um, it's coming back to me. It's coming back to me now. Um, but yeah, it's so good. And I think for anyone listening, like in it, like you and me in this current season where the strike is happening or there's seeming to be a pause of some sorts. Yeah. Again, like God is preparing you for something that's coming because seasons do change. They do. And I, I also learned in that, in those two and a half years of, of waiting, cause I've, we've all waited for things in life, but that was definitely the, you know, hardest. And as you relate to that as well, mm -hmm. but I just believe that there's so much power in in continuing the wait and continuing yeah. to stay focused on what God has already said about you mm. and knowing that he if if God has promised yeah. these things and that he'll never leave us or forsake us or let us go it's just trusting the promise that he keeps mm. and that he's a promise maker and promise keeper and that that to me was what was encouraging and yeah. knowing that time time in our minds versus God's is so different. And mm. I think, like we said, we want things quickly, but God's like, relax. Yeah. And I, I don't want 
something I'm not prepared for. Yes. I don't want it. If I don't want to, I don't want that relationship. Yeah. I don't want that dream job mm-hmm. because I, I really think we have to be prepared. Yeah. And, and as people who love and trust him, I don't want something I'm not ready for. Yes. You know, it reminds me of a, a little kid trying to ride a bike without, you know, training yeah. wheels first. And, and I think we see it happen mm-hmm. in the industry with so people who get fame early or who mm-hmm. get, you know, the promotion too early. It's like people, I, I, I don't want to be that case. I want to be yeah. so prepared for what God has called me to, mm-hmm. whatever that is that I can steward it well yeah, and that I can be wise in it. And, and because ultimately it's for his glory, not mine. Yes. So that when I start to get a little ahead of God, I'm like, all right, what's okay. Um, time's a ticking. Right. Then you're a year, you know, it's like, God's like, whew, I I have to remind myself. I want to be fully prepped and I want to steward the gifts he's given me well. So we've all been given gifts. Every single person, we have a set of gifts that's unique to us. Mm -hmm. And, but if we're not working on it while we're waiting, you know, it's technically not waiting. Yeah. Like we're not really waiting. waiting. Right. We're still doing things. Yeah. yeah. We're not just sitting there. I mean, that would be the bad thing to do. Right. Just sit there and cry, which I've done. Right. That has we, to happen we, at times. Know, it's cathartic. But yes, you know, there's, there's more than that. It's not just waiting. You're, yeah. you're there's work in it as well. Yes. But. If you haven't already left a review for the podcast, would you mind doing that really fast? It really helps people to see the podcast and also gives it more legitimacy when they look at how many reviews have been left. So if you have time, please give a quick review and don't forget to hit subscribe or follow. Yeah, I was just thinking that because I similar to you, it's like if I would have moved here two years prior, oh, it would not have been good. No. It would have looked so different. I would have been here with such the wrong motives. I also would have been like desperate girl energy. <gasps> desperate think, girl energy is is a thing. I, think, I have to watch myself. Yeah. And the waiting season helps like take that out of you where you're like, desperate girl has left the building. Yeah, we don't need her. No, we She's don't. She's not cute, honestly. Not, She's not a good look. Not a good look for her. Mm-mm. Yeah, rough. <laughs> that's so good. Desperate girl energy. I haven't heard it like that. I'm gonna also take that with me. Take it. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep a notebook of things yes. I'm taking. Do it. Oh I gosh, love it. I love it. <laughs> so good. Okay, on like a lighter note. <laughs> yeah, let's. Um, we've been heartbreak and waiting, which we love. Which we do topics. love. I'm a I'm a deep talker. I'm a deep now. talker. I love it. I love both. Yeah. Um, but I know you mentioned heartbreak mm-hmm. and like waiting for the Lord to kind of continue to heal you. Have you dipped into the dating pool at all at all in LA? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I really that's a no. Um, but I I think I'm at the point now. I, I it's not that I don't feel ready for it. I feel ready. Yeah. I think I just I I feel a little bit overwhelmed by it. Yeah. I don't know where you're at with it, but to me it feels chaotic. Yes. <laughs> like where do I start? I have the apps. The yeah. apps scare me a little bit. Yeah. The swiping, I kind of just like what's going on there, right? Um, but I don't know. I, I, I'm open. Yeah. I'll Where are you this. at? If you live in LA, you know there is a lot to do here, and neighborhoods are very spread out. It can be pretty overwhelming to decide what you want to do with your friends. I know I can feel that way. 
And last year, a friend of mine told me about this app called Nudge LA, where basically it gives you full-on ideas of like where you're going to eat, what's good to order, where to park, what's fun to do after, and even like full-on like weekend plans. It is so fun and it's made me have like the most random but fun like ideas of things to do with friends. So if you want to try it yourself and get some fun random ideas, find the coolest little speakeasies or fun little hikes, definitely try out Nudge LA. I have the link in the show notes. I'm like, I'm so like, again, back to God's timing. Like I'm, I'm so not worried. And I relate of like, when you feel so strongly, God's called you somewhere for a purpose. You're not desperate girl energy trying to find your husband. You're like, I'm here for a mission. Would love to do it with someone. Right. If that's what God has right. for me. Yeah. But if not, I'm going to keep doing my mission. But that's the thing of, of working while you're waiting is yeah. I'm still going to work on myself. I'm going to, you know, and, and I do think going on dates, I think that's good practice. And I think yeah. that's good. So I should probably do that. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll you keep want. you updated on that. Do, do. One thing too, I feel like I really experienced in my past bit being in LA is like, and some may feel like this is weird. I personally think it's really cool is how God, like he pursues us in a way yeah. that is so beautiful that like, if you tap into that and notice it, you will not crave it from a man like Ooh. here on earth. Because the times where I see God, like, literally buy me a coffee in, yeah. like, crazy ways, I'm like, thanks, God. Right. I was on him. Or that parking spot, that space that opens up. Yes. <laughs> Just those moments. I, I completely agree. Yeah. And we have he loves us. us. He does. And he's pursuing us. And if you feel like you want to be pursued, you are by your Savior. And just yeah. have your eyes open for that. Oof, that's so good. Oof, that's a word. Usually I kind of close out with if you have like any advice for anyone who's either moving to LA or mm. pursuing their dreams. Yeah. What would your advice be to them? Mm. Okay. That's good. Ooh. I always think the advice question is hard. It, it, it's a lot of pressure, but I think for anyone who wants to move to LA or any big city or who has big dreams. And I think this goes past the industry. I think this is anyone because mm -hmm. your dream could be to be a mom, which yeah. is an incredible dream, which is one of my dreams. Yeah. But I think it's believe that your dreams can come true. And that sounds like I just quoted a Disney lyric because I'm pretty sure I did, but universal, but I, I, and I, it took me a long time and it's, it, I'm still in the process of it, of speaking your dreams out loud and actually being okay with the size of it and mm -hmm. knowing that God can handle it. Yeah. And, and I think really believing that it's possible. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've seen all the things with like being Delulu, like may all your delu like delusional, like oh, may, may, yes. all, may all your Delulu yes. come true. Lou. That's kind of my, love... that's kind of my life motto right now. And, and it's not, I mean, we don't want to be delusional, you know what I'm saying? Right. But, uh, but there has to be a little bit of believing that it's possible. Yeah. And I, for a while there, and, and even moving to LA, and still sometimes struggled to believe that my dreams aren't too big. Yeah. And 
and not that, and I think God can really work through that and, and whatever happens, I, I totally trust his path, but I would just like, go for it. Mm-hmm. And again, that sounds so silly, but it's true. And, yeah. and for me, if it is specific with acting or dancing, singing, all of that, I think it's all about the work. And I think the industry, it's so easy to get caught up in the noise of looks and agents and, and all of that. And of course, there's an element to that. We can't be silly and ignore the fact of the, that reality. But for me, I always will go back to the work. Yes. And I can't control who says yes to me. Mm-hmm. I can't control the jobs. I can't control a lot. Yeah. But what I can control is I will show up and I will make it about the work. So and good. that for me, specifically for acting and dancing, is something that is my is my home. Mm-hmm. It, like being in, in, in dance class, being in acting class, grinding it out. If you don't enjoy the process of it, you're it, it's empty. Because mm-hmm. think about the amount of times you rehearse versus perform. Yeah. So if you're not in love with the process and the work and getting down mm-hmm. and dirty in that way, then I think moving here, pursuing this will feel empty to you. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's so much about that. Yeah. So that is something I have to constantly tell mm-hmm. myself. I have to like, my dreams are, are not too big and I can say them with confidence because I know that it's, it's okay. My dreams aren't too big. God, God yeah. has even bigger plans for me than I can mm-hmm. imagine in different ways. Right. And then just make it about the work. Like that's my favorite. That's my thing. Oh, so good. So good. That oh, is a so perfect good. ending note. <gasps> Yay. I love that. Mic drop. <gasps> mic drop, but we're not going to drop the mic because it's nice. Yeah. It's we'll just <laughs> metaphor. Metaphorical. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> this was so fun, Shelby. Thanks so much for having me. It Seriously, I'm just so encouraged by what you do. And I am just excited for who you're going to reach, regardless of what you're talking about. And I just feel this is a calling on your life. Mm-hmm. And thanks for giving me the platform. I think it's beautiful what you do. So, so I'm just so excited for you and to see how God's going to make it grow and, Thank and you. flourish and in your own life. So thanks for having me. I'm honored. All right. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Please feel free to give any feedback, questions, comments, requests for future episodes either to my Instagram or the hello.liaison at gmail.com email. And I would love to chat with you there. And I hope you have a great rest of your week.